You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I will not wish death upon any Riley family member. I promise. Okay, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Bigger than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, emergency, emergency, emergency press conference. Uh, the gang is all here for a special edition of the unofficial 40. Uh, we did not do uh, an Eskridge Lexus post game show because I think I don't know Eddie Bob you guys got back about two a.m. Well, last we knew night, I think. we knew that we were going to get together today yeah. for for a lovely season wrap that up. Was the plan. Anyway. This is it's yeah. now a post game <laughs> career wrap up something. Yeah, it really is. Go Lincoln, ahead, uh, Lincoln Riley has left the Oklahoma Sooners in the lurch, uh, in a lurch or the lurch. I don't even know. Um, but I think uh, it's off. Lurch. The first day of uh, official in-home visits, and Lincoln Riley has bolted uh, to become the head coach of USC. Uh, by the way, phone electronic noise is going to be very bad because our phones are still going off nonstop. Um, I think some guy from On3 had posted before Feldman could. Um, yes. Uh, but like minutes. And so... I got that news. I told you guys, and I think the, I think no one believed me. Like I said, Lincoln, Lincoln to to USC. I thought you made a typo. Like you forgot to say he's not going to USC. I was like, where's the typo? No, there was no typo. It's just Lincoln to USC. And I think I typed it twice. I said Lincoln to USC. Yes. Lincoln to USC. Uh, and I think Eddie said, really? And I was like, and then I'm getting phone calls, and I'm trying to. It's like you know how that goes. It's like. I say, okay, I gotta go get this on the board, and then the whole time Eddie's like, "Should we put this on the board?" I'm like, "I'm putting it on the board. Just give me a second. Should we tweet this? I'm tweeting it out. Like it's just it's it seems like time lasts forever when you're multitasking like that, and a big news story is is out there, and it's just like you can't move fast enough, and it, it drives you crazy. It just it it's a lot like where we were on Friday. Where it's like, okay, like all this stuff is adding up, and you you know the news that is out there now, and it still doesn't make any sense. Well, you're gearing yourself up for Lincoln Riley to take the LSU job directly after the game. Sure, sure. And it's because like because of all like, those okay. idiots that were you know in the echo chamber just repeating each other that were not right. Yeah, right. I just. I, I think after I spent some time over at the facility today, I've, we've obviously talked to a lot of people associated with the program. Uh, I mean, blindsided is probably the first word. Yeah. Surprised is the second. Shocked, and angry. any other shocked, angry. I mean, you talk about out of nowhere. I think even the people that he works with are completely like I, I know that I talked to somebody that was leaving the facility today and they basically said like we, after he told us talking about the coaching staff. We kept waiting for him to like smirk and say, I'm just kidding. I'm not going anywhere. I yeah. think that people are that 
like taken aback by the news. I mean, look, this is a guy that cried because Baker Mayfield got suspended for a quarter or whatever, a, a series. Like, sat there and got, like, you, you, he built, and then I don't even want to get into the stupid questions that I asked him last night. Uh, well, they weren't, they, they weren't, weren't stupid, stupid, though. But, I mean, just the, the no. stupidity of it all is that the, that he would sit there and lie about his administration and how it's all working out, and they you know have a great relationship, and they'll continue working together in the future. It, it, is, it is definitely a classic case of hindsight's always twenty twenty though, because now when you go back and you watch yeah, the you video... Yeah, you want to say, are you going to be at Oklahoma next or, year? But you just look right. at his body language, and you go, he was very uncomfortable about that, but so I remember, uncomfortable. But no, I remember, I remember thinking at the, at the time, it was like, He's uncomfortable because he doesn't want to be talking about it because of recruiting and everything else that is out there ahead of, and it's because of, you know, the way that the game ended. Yeah, I mean, but he, I mean, the fact that he had it pre-planned to say, I'm not going to LSU when he knew he was going so, like, it pisses me off because he threw me off the scent. Yeah. He completely threw me off the scent. And and I, and I wasn't smart enough to realize that's what he was doing. Because he, he was going. He was going to learned. USC, not LSU. I mean, right. f- what f- will me. we learn when it actually happened? You know, we're starting to hear little tidbits here, here and there about what maybe a month. Eddie's month getting work, some maybe, stuff perhaps? about that that he was at a private airport. Well, that it's just what somebody has posted on the board, so you during never know. Yeah, that maybe he yeah. was seen out at a private airport during. Uh, somebody posted on on the Crimson Corner about that, but you know and. It's again, it's one of those things that is, you know, it always looks 50 50 when you go, hmm, like the way that they played out of the bye week, just how unprepared they were in Waco. What I believe, what I believe, I tend to believe this. I'm not, it's not like I wouldn't run with this and report this was it, but I kind of get the feeling that this was all rubber stamped on Thanksgiving, that that's when this happened. And that's sort of what Josh was hearing, too, correct? Yep. I I had someone that mentioned to me that they thought this deal was done Thursday. And that was exactly the day they gave me. And it was somebody – I'm not saying I'm 100% about that information, but it's not someone, A, that would make it up, and B, wouldn't have any way to know that. Like There there is some cause to believe that is when that got finished. But – Okay, back to when this started breaking today. I don't even know what what time was it when Feldman tweeted. My day. Well, is uh, it about was when he first it, put it in the morning when the morning he started talking about USC going. He and Thamel both, Riley. yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was like eleven, eleven thirty, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was around eleven, eleven thirty, and then two thirty is when the news broke out. Yeah. I, I was I was shopping for Christmas yard art with my family. Oh my god! Like we were, yeah, I know. Hey, that's how I felt we were on Black, on, on Black Friday, Josh. When I was yes. like, I can't help the guys. I'm I have no reception and at see, the outlet mall. This is the problem. This is the problem with Josh's stories about his house. Like, you have all these elaborate things that you do at your house. It makes it sound like you live in a mansion. Like you need to have a croquet <laughs> set. Uh, in the backyard and that you have bounce houses stored like like you just have a normal house like i went to your house i mean it's a beautiful house but it's no, not like no, extravagant I, right. I mean it's like your no. yard i think my yard is bigger <laughs> than your yard and I, I, I think you could be right you're shopping for yard ornaments well 
and hey, I'm saying, not saying it's a tiny yard or anything, but it's not a no, big yard. I it's mean, a normal yard. It's a completely normal yard. The like it would take it, it would take a normal person less than an hour to mow your front and backyard. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the we, uh, again, not like uh, <laughs> anyway. Again, you were to, shopping to, to, for yard ornaments while yeah, this was going yeah. down. And all like, and I, I did like, so I had stopped there. We were getting, uh, again, it was like a Christmas sign for the front yard. And I stop at Home Depot because I had something to return. And I look at my phone and I see you guys talking and I'm like, okay, oh, ho- holy shit. Holy fucking, like, and it was just like, oh my God, the world is burning. And I, I was like, Tiffany, I mean, because we're a couple, I drive, I drive everywhere. I'm like, you're driving. Like you got to drive. I, I've got to get on the phone. Like, and I'm just like texting and I'm talking to you guys about what we need to do. What, what was we're her, do. what was and, her reaction when you told her what was going on? Uh, she, she freaked out. The The thing Tiffany is <laughs> most, the thing Tiffany is absolutely most, uh, engaged with in this story is that Bob Stoops will be coaching the bowl game. Tiffany loves her some Bob <laughs> Stoops. She's very excited about that. No, I, I was the same way, Josh. I told Brittany, I was like, you got to come home. You got to take Pearl. I don't yep. care where, what you're doing, where you are. <laughs> yes. She was at Walmart. <laughs> she was doing Christmas stuff. Like, you've got to come home mm-hmm. this second. Not check out and come home. You've got to come home right now. <laughs> yep. I, tell me what you got. I'll go get it for you later this week. Like, I'll make it up, but you can't be there now. Yeah, 100 Hundred percent. I know nobody gives a shit about this. We need to get into the, the the Lincoln stuff, and that's not Bob. My stuff too. Nobody cares. But um, I guys, I, I like I said, I said it on Twitter. People are gonna watch that press conference video that Eddie's got up for years, for years and years, and just analyze the art of lying, yeah, the body language, all of it, and and we all wrote it off. Because yeah, he lost like a tough game Lincoln to a rival. Riley, and like, Lincoln Riley is like he's he's left a digital footprint of what it looks like when he lies his ass off. Yeah, guys, that they're gonna I mean, feed that's, that. That's they're, gonna, they're gonna like feed that into uh, one of those like uh, uh, face apps or whatever, uh, and, <laughs> and like just be able to detect if Lincoln is lying about something. Like he has left that digital footprint. I hope people use it against him from now and forever. I, Just think of his word is nothing. Oh, I mean that—that's what Lincoln Riley has done. Everything that he's built, everything that he's ever said to any player, to any reporter, to anyone that he works with, any coach, any administrator, like he said it all on fire. It's on. I mean, yeah. His his credibility is is up in smoke. Like he's done things that can never be rebuilt. With these actions, and look, I look. We need to get into, you know, Joe Castiglione. Did he expect this? Like, what were those? Like, what I was asking about. Obviously, I've been hearing some things about him and the administration, correct, and things that he was not happy, uh, and that was leading to some of these, you know, things about him being interested in other jobs. And part of the question I didn't ask last night is. Uh, you know, I wanted to. I, I, it's, I look back on some things too that I regret about that. I wanted to phrase it more like, "What will keep this from happening? What does what does the administration have to do to keep this from happening?" And you know, I can beat myself up about all of this, but he would have just lied about that too. I mean, 
Oh, yeah. You, even if you'd have known the exact way to word it and try to corner him, he just lied. I mean, he didn't lie last night. Like, I mean, well, he didn't lie about the LSU thing. But, you know, it's one of those things where he knew he was shading the truth to a absurd degree. But, I mean, like the players, like you said, Eddie, being down there talking to him, the coaches, I mean. Yeah, I, I didn't. For them get... to be blindsided and, and to spend two minutes with yeah. the team telling them that you're leaving and then just walking out and leaving it up to Bob Stoops to clean up the mess. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of people that just feel like they were. I, I don't even know if like you told to... me you told me that that I was your family. You, you know, yeah. I was we are all in this together. Sure. You you start mm-hmm. your press conference by saying how how horribly you feel for the team, yet you're out there job shopping the yeah. entire time. We come out and play like shit against Baylor, and you may have been at a private airport in L.A., and then you're going to come in for two minutes and tell me you're leaving, and that's it? I'm not even going to get any crocodile tears like Baker got when he got suspended for, for grabbing his crotch? I don't think that it is... In a way, I almost think that there's there's only one person that isn't shocked with this decision, as stupid as that sounds, and it's Lincoln. And he knows that this is something... Like, looking back on a lot of this, doesn't I it feel hope, like he's known that he's that, been wanting to get out of here for a while? I would hope... And I, I'm really trying not to MF him because I, you know... By the way, I kind of wish I would have got fired at my radio station now. <laughs> um, I could have do some massive grandstanding today. Uh, All the people that, wanted, that were so pissed at you are now like... Was he right? God bless it. We got to give Kerry credit now. Well, I, I I said this today. I said this on the rate. I did an emergency radio sure. show today. I said I want the numbers of all UMFers. I didn't say that. Who called in to get me fired? Because I I should now be allowed to call your job and try and get you fired. Well, let's do it. <laughs> you should do it. You should do it. After the coaching search, we'll do it. It doesn't it feel like though, like with everything that went on throughout the season, like there's so there's so much shit out there right now behind the scenes it feels like within the athletic department on top of just the football program in general on top of just the season in which they had in general it makes mm-hmm. sense why they underachieved this year with so much drama going on it seems and, and what is that drama I don't know I don't know what the drama is we think that we have an idea about some of the stuff but it just kind of reinforces the idea of why things were so good for so long with Bob is because everything was so strong behind the scenes. It's, it, it just it, doesn't it started, seem like that's the case right now. It clearly started to unravel. Certain yes. things started to unravel. And, and it got to a point that there was just no return. Do we think- like, I mean, that gets into the other stuff, just like within the, the team of, you know, was there a division between Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley? Like, just shit like that. Here's, okay, here's, here's the only example I can think of, guys. And, you know... I don't want to take all the blame off the administration because this relationship fell apart. And I think but when something like this happens, both sides are to blame a little bit. Uh, and it, to me, the only example I could think is like, this is newspaper versus new media. Like Lincoln made so much more about you know, the program focused on recruiting. Bob didn't do that. Bob was about football. He was about practicing and playing football, he wasn't there. There was a a different a balance that was more football than recruiting. With Lincoln, it was at first the football was still really good, and the recruiting was getting better. Now you have to say that the recruiting 
reached a point where it's better than the football that we're seeing on the field. Josh, would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Guys, I was talking about it, Pete, with that, uh, talking about that last night with people where they were trying to make it about recruiting. And I'm like, guys, talent is not this team's problem. They're not, they're not producing at the level that their talent ranking says they should. They're, I, with the exception of like Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama, there's nobody that's flatly more talented than Oklahoma. And, and, and what I think is when the recruiting took off, and you know now you have this department full of people like Annie Hansen and uh, you know Zach Hefley's gone now, but you have this whole video component uh, and marketing component that you didn't have under Bob Stoops, and all these extra people uh, fighting for recognition and getting you know paid really well, uh, and it leads to all this stuff of people kind of fighting for um, recognition and achievement and all this stuff, like. It, to me, the, the football side of things started to differ from what the athletic department was doing. Like, there was a divide. Like, Joe Castiglione doesn't live in that world where it's all glitz and glamour and uh, marketing yourselves and pumping yourself up. And it, I mean, he he does get it, but that's not his style. I mean... And that like that's the other thing about, like, you talk about style and you talk about just how Lincoln Riley runs a program, too. The, like... The dynamic going from what he has now and he's able to control a lot. Mm-hmm. He's able to, you know, limit access media wise, like which, you know, I hope that next coach is as open as they as they come. Like, that's kind of like the great part about this, like <laughs> fingers crossed. But just the way that he runs a program, we're all four familiar with it. Throwing that into the middle of Los Angeles is just Fascinating. I texted our uh, old friend Ryan Abraham, who runs the USC side mm-hmm. of twenty four seven. Get ready. Did you tell? I him? was like, I'm Love sorry. Abraham. I'm sorry that you just inherited the worst media friendly coach. In I mean, America. they're going from a program that it's routine for Abraham and those guys to to go out to voluntary workouts and, and just, just and film to, and to hang out, pictures. yeah, to hang out, just be able to just watch, do whatever they want, watch as players walk into the practice field, go to practice. You have two NFL teams out there. You have you have Major League Baseball. You have you everything. Know, the Lakers, the Clippers. Now, I I completely get it. Winning, you go out there and win, cures everything. Nobody gives a shit. They won't. They won't care as long as you win. And I think I think there was a an inability of Lincoln Riley, like Bob. He knew that he had to work with other departments, with other, uh, you know, like Bob loved uh, Sherry Cole and Patty Gasso, and like he was involved and all that. And Lincoln would do that stuff every once in a while, but like. Bob knew that he had to bend a little bit, that he didn't exist in a bubble. I think Lincoln really fought to build a bubble of OU football that could exist without, you know, too much oversight. That he would, like, I'll say this now, and and I bet he would, maybe he would admit it now, but we, you know, get frustrated with Mike Houck, the sports information director. Mike Houck had zero relationship with Lincoln Riley. They, they, he had to fight, scratch and claw to build a relationship with Lincoln Riley, and it was not right. I mean, you, you, and you know, you, then you get in positions where the media is pissed off at you, like I was, and and you know, I started calling him names. Like, it gets to a breaking point. Like Eddie has been really frustrated. I mean, at certain things. I mean, you posted something yeah. you were pissed off after the Baylor game, yeah. uh, and I asked you to take it down. You did, and you hung up on me and. Uh, that wasn't good. 
Like it just start. I, like you talking about we're the all drama. In th- we're all in therapy right you're now. You talking about the drama of like all those people on staff, on faculty. No, like, it is. Like we have a lot of drama that goes on. We just cover the fucking team. That's a, yeah. we don't live it like they do. Like it's it must just be a mess inside of that thing. It it's startling. I think that's probably the best way to say it. it it's just startling and. It's not to say that, like, I think the other side of this would be, too, that, like, there's going to be a lot of people that listen to this, and they're obviously just going to, you know, I think there's going to be some people that say that they're sitting here and they're just shitting on Lincoln Riley and everybody else, when in reality, it's like, these questions were never going to, they were always going to be out there, weren't they? Even if he stayed, there was stuff, and it was, it's funny, like, going back to the conversations that we were having this morning in the war room, like, there was, there was a serious moment of, there needs to be looking into the mirror if you're Lincoln Riley and saying, what's wrong with my program right now? Mm-hmm. And do, I think you, that... Okay. Yo, go ahead, Bob. Well, but I think, I thought, Bob, everyone spent the entire year asking him what was wrong, and his response was always, well, we're 6-1, and one, or you know, we're 7-1. and one. How many other teams would like to be 9-1 and one like we are? Yeah, I mean, he kept saying that they're, they're close, they're close, and when you like, got really repetitive and aggravating my, my question is do you think riley believed ou wasn't ready to go to the sec like the university as a whole i, I think this i think i think lincoln feels like the administration is not built to be mm-hmm. in the sec which means they're yep. not ready to play in the dirt and the mud because that's not what joe wants out of his athletic department I mean, I'll, I'll say it. I, I, Lincoln Riley hated OU's compliance department just as much as everybody else out there does. Mm-hmm. And I, that's just the fact. That's the fact of the because, matter. Because, again, that they would not allow him to operate I mean, in a football I, bubble. I had heard people talking about, like, compliance office. And I, I don't know if this is confirmed. I, and I'm just throwing it out there because this is what I had heard. But, like, compliance would be out at practice. And, you know, you can only have so many hours with the team a week. And, right. you know, if practice is supposed to be over at 3.00, at 302 they're like all right everybody needs to get off the field like you think that's happening at any uh, anywhere else in the country and it just goes back to all the trouble that you got in was it with the Bomar stuff that really right. set the that's compliance this, department off that's where the, the I mean the just think about gay biker impostigate like that yeah. shit like I think at 90 I don't know I've never worked in an athletic department maybe I'm wrong 90 percent of America would just roll their eyes at something like that Guys, I doing you know covering recruiting. Obviously, I talked to a lot of recruiting guys at other other sites that run you know whether they're SEC, Pac-12, you know Big Ten, whatever it is. Running a lot of guys, I will tell them stories, and it's just mouth agape. They can't believe what they're hearing. Like about uh, able to take pictures of recruits. Yes, yes. Like I, I, like, I tell people that, insanity. and they're like, "Is that a real like? If you guys were fans, you could take pictures." I'm like, "I know." I know it's 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 an absurd policy. There there's just no other. Way. I mean, like there's all these things that OU has to deal with and fight against that they shouldn't be dealing. I mean, I mean not shouldn't, but nobody else is having to deal with it. So again, and guys, we've talked about it from a bunch of different perspectives in recruiting. If OU wants to go to the SEC and have success, they're gonna have to take a cold hard look at we want to be the nice guys. That doesn't exist in the SEC. There is nobody in there that's winning more than six games that's got clean hands. That's not a thing. I'll say this. If they go to the SEC, well, here's the problem you're facing now. 
they may not have been built to go to the SEC right now. And now they're, they're taking steps back not, instead of step, taking right. steps forward. They're definitely not yep. going to be ready to go to the SEC when that time comes. It's a, it's, but, I mean, it's but, a scary but, proposition. I mean, but here's the thing, like about back to compliance. We've all known that they've, they've had a hand tied behind their back ever since Bob Stoops. And that's an example like Bob Stoops. Like one time I came out and said, uh, you know, the way compliance operates, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't chase off Bob Stoops at some point. And he got very angry at me because he was like, look, don't speak for me. Like, mm. I'm fine with compliance, but don't say, you know, he was very clear. He said, don't say that it affects me or my happiness here because you're not speaking for me. But, I mean, we've known it forever. Like, it's an issue. Yeah. It's it, it makes, it hampers your ability he, to just do things that you, not to cheat, but just to do, just just to feel like you're not being watched over every like, minute Like somebody's looking over your to shoulder. To work yeah. in the gray area, at least. Just like mm-hmm. things that could, because, guys, imagine what that, that story Eddie just talked about with compliance being out there on the practice field. Imagine somebody trying to do that to Nick Saban. He'd break your phone, your watch and tell you to go to hell. Like, and nobody, and nobody's, and nobody's going to like call him on it. Like the Alabama's compliance department. Like, oh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll be back out whenever, you know, you're good with it. Coach. You just let us know like that. That's, that's the reality of it. And I'm not saying the compliance uh, the compliance the way, department me, is doing what they're supposed to do, but nobody else does it. But let me ask this question. Here's a, I mean, and this is something that I think Joe needs to think about. You know that there are, you know, shoddily run compliance departments all over the country, but really what's the worst that has happened from someone not having an excellent compliance department? Like OSU got hammered for a $300 mistake. So I mean, that's a good point. Like, why do that? Why do they bend the knee to the NCAA? Yeah. Who? Like, tell tell them to take a hike. That's well, a great point. Guys, I've never even thought about it that way. It's just like the picture thing we're talking about, guys. It's not just like oh, some people take some pictures. Like Auburn and Florida State, like they, <laughs> guys. There are schools that just walk players out on visits to the media that's there. Mm-hmm. Texas has a corner where all the damn media waits. <laughs> For kids to come out of their official visits. I'm not talking about the SEC. I'm talking about a Big 12 opponent where the guys like guys like me would just be sitting there with a damn microphone waiting to do 12 interviews with the kids that got done with their visits just then. Well, and, 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 and like the other barbecue event. Sure. Yes. And the mm. other side of that, too, is is like the most mind blowing part. Actually, I think the NCAA why... just didn't they just change the rule, Josh, where you can actually interview kids on I campus, like, look, if they're on official visits, I believe not unofficial, but if, if they're doing an official visit and, and they're having a function or event, you can interview them outside the event. I think is a I don't know. I need to look I, into that more because the NCAA realizes that they can't police it, so they're like, well, we you know, there's no point in us trying to to sprint uphill like that's just ridiculous. Well, and th- my only problems with compliance have been that they overinterpret the bylaws. It's mm-hmm. like. The thing about taking pictures, they're interpreting it interpreting it that way because they they're saying that universities are not allowed to publicize recruiting visits. They're not publicizing anything when I know uh, that that is you know uh, uh, Mackay. Uh, I can't even remember name. But well, like, you won't have to learn it. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> we'll no, get to that here. Yeah, in a I don't second. have to worry about learning knowing Raleigh Brown anymore or Malachi Nelson or Mackay Lemon. Like 
Oh, my God. Uh, but no, like, if you see that Malachi Nelson is on a trip and you take his photo, they're saying, oh, nope, you can't publish that because that's us uh, promoting a, a official visitor. It's like, no, you're not. You're not. No one told me to take a picture of him. So it's like shit like that. I can see how Lincoln Riley might get frustrated because I can't imagine the number of things. It's like I said, Joe, what good does it do you having uh, an over bunch of over jerks as compliance officers? Guys, I know how the I know what we're talking about here, but you know how the last twenty minutes is going to be received. Quit making excuses for Riley. So I think we should dive into choosing USC over Oklahoma, LSU, Florida, any of the options he absolutely would have had. I because I I know LSU's reeling that back, but they'd have offered him in a heartbeat if they thought they could have got him. No, there's there's an overall I think general feeling from the outside looking in, and I kind of tend to agree with it and it kind of goes with I think a lot of the fans image of what the program had become that Riley was scared of the SEC I think that that's the way that it looks I think that's the way it looks I do think though it also makes sense to say if you weren't comfortable with Oklahoma going into the SEC if you weren't comfortable with the direction of the program you go to a school like USC you can win big you can recruit well, and it's a much easier conference. Like I completely understand what mm-hmm. he's where he's coming from in that ideology or that thinking of going to the Pac-12 and going to a school like USC. It's 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 a blue blood, no matter what people want to say. It's a great football tradition, rich program, very comparable to Oklahoma. So I get it. It's just stunning and shocking. And maybe even a tough to swallow a little bit to know that that was the decision that was made at the end of the day. We've heard nothing about contract numbers, though, correct? Like, we haven't heard Mm-mm. a dang thing about money. No, and, and I don't know what... Term. I don't know well, what USC is a private university, so they don't so, have to so we won't. anything. Interesting. It, it just... He does... It, it does seem a little soft. It does seem... You know, like he might be a little bit of a pussy in that type of decision making, and it's actions. easy for me to say, sit here and say that, but it, that's just the way that it. That's the way that it feels right now, doesn't it? It feels like well, he's I'm, running away from something rather than hundred percent. And I, I think that that's all. That's the that's the uh, and easiest reaction, is it not? And the fact that it comes today, the first day of official visits, it seems a little spiteful. You oh. didn't do anything to help OU at oh, he, all. He torched OU. Yeah. And to go into the area where Oklahoma has the vast majority of its elite offensive commitments. Yeah. Come on. You're just sticking a finger in their eye now. Like and that, guess that's what? vicious. When when he gets to LA and gets, you know, gets in his new office and things, guarantee he calls Caleb Williams. Oh yeah. Oh, he'd be insane. I guys. I, I don't fault him for it. It's vicious, but it's it's exactly what I would do. It now I Oh you now is oh, that you, here, now, here's hang the on. thing. No, 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 no. Wrap your head around this. Caleb Williams leaves. Who the fuck is the quarterback at OU next year? I have no mm, idea. I was about to say that. Ralph Here's Rucker. Rattler leaves. And... Ralph F and Rucker. Uh, seriously. Like I You're I think that this is a move grasping at straws. When you start looking at the like the trickle down effect of it and 
what we believe is going to happen in the recruiting realm. And Josh and Bob, you guys need to speak on that. I think this is a that like I, it might be an overreaction right now, and we'll see who they bring in. We'll see how everything kind of settles. It's going to be at the kind of the late at the feet of Bob to kind of tie, you know slow down everything. I would imagine, but like it feels like this is a decision that is going to set back the Oklahoma football program for a while. It really could. It really could. And it's something that if if you don't make the right hires, if you don't make the you know take the next step and 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 do everything that kind of by the book. You could end up being three and nine all of a sudden. You in the could be Nebraska overnight, one hundred percent. Like, and I don't. Like, how, this is the first major program to do the this. Urgency of getting a coach with early signing period, but also making sure you get the right guy. These next three weeks are just yep. going to be insanity. Guys, that that's the thing. I mean, this is nobody's dealt with this. Nobody has left a program in incredible shape behind nobody's done it so and like i there's said there's no lit, there's no way to understand how this is going to play there's no there's no frame of reference for it first first uh first coach to leave oklahoma for another college job since 1946 jim tatum it's crazy guess who followed him eddie guess who followed him bud Bud. So, I mean, now national championships are about to rain down in North. Well, I mean, that's, that's wait, what we wait, learned. Wait, wait, wait. That's not the only thing, though. Chuck Fairbanks left to go coach the uh, 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 New England Patriots, and guess that's who followed? Guess who followed him? Barry, Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. Bring Barry back, that, guys. Can we agree? <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll whoever be Bob's they hire has to be a whoever they hire has to be a B name. Has to be a B. Well, Lincoln was. He was. Oh, no. no, from the top rope. Oh. We can air all uh, the grievances, can't I we? I really have to delete that. I can get fired. I signed a document. Mark. What's the <laughs> transfer portal going to look like for the Sooners in the next two weeks? I don't what, think it will be as big. realistically do I don't to think keep that, this together? Well, I mean, I... I is it an overreaction or is it an underreaction to say that I don't think that it's going to be drastic? Do I think that there's going to be some big names? Do I do I envision Caleb Williams taking the first snap at Oklahoma next season? On November 28th, I can't say that I do. Here's my thing. This is my thinking on that. Like, we've all heard tons of names thrown out there. Um some of them realistic, some not. Most of them unrealistic. I mean, like, where are these OU fans? Now that, you know, all these years, all these people tried to come after Bob Stoops or whatever, it's like you realize that you just don't steal a coach from a major program that's having success. Like, like, and everybody would get upset. It's like, well, people don't try and do this to Ryan Day or people don't try to. I mean, like, Texas tried to do it with Nick Saban. Mm -hmm. But, like, it never, it's never successful. I already took that job. <laughs> it's never successful. But then it happened, and you're just like, God damn, you've taken that away from me. That I, I can laugh at you every time a stupid rumor comes up like LSU. But it is unprecedented in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not trying to defend anything about Lincoln Riley through this whole deal because he's handled it terribly. But it, I just want to say, like, don't we have to blame the administration at OU yeah, for letting this happen? Well, I, I think that blame goes everywhere. I think that 
Uh, obviously, the communication, the relationships weren't as strong as we thought they were because he didn't believe in what they were offering. And guess what? Lincoln Riley may have gotten to the point where he's like, it's either me or Joe. And, you know, you could go to Harris and say that. I mean, and maybe that happened. See, I don't... Maybe that was the final step. But Lincoln could still... I mean, he has now started the clock on Joe Castiglione because Joe Castiglione's hired two football... Well, really, one football coach that led to a second football coach. Sure. Uh, What if he hires a clunker? I mean, that's the thing about Oklahoma. That's the thing about Joe Castiglione. If he hires a clunker... He's getting fired over this. Well, this is a situation, too, that, I mean, just where the, where everything's going right now. And it's one of the reasons why Lincoln isn't here. Because they don't feel like he, that, oh, he's ready for the SEC to make the move. Like, I, and, and that's, like, the other thing is, like, and we haven't got into is, is where does OU go from here? I think the, the names that are out there are, it, it's fun to talk about, but, like. What's realistic. What's that's, realistic yeah. Right. Uh, what's a bit? What's what constitute or is considered a big fish in the coaching market right now? There's a lot of people that just signed big ass contracts. The way that Oklahoma's run right now, I don't see them getting into any type of bidding war. Right. I just it it's it's scary to an extent because you just don't know which way it goes and how quickly they can fix. Sure. When I mean, yep. look. This offense is going to be decimated. Yeah, like if they don't hire an offensive coach with a reputation where everybody's like, "Oh, I want to play for that guy," they're screwed. If they, I mean, that's the thing about Brent Venables. Like, unless he's bringing Joe Brady with him, and Joe Brady would only be coming if he's going to be the head coach. Like, hold up, hold up. Brandon Ennis has just announced he is decommitted from Oklahoma. Wow, there's the first five-star wide receiver. I mean, it's I, I know it's coming. It's not going to surprise anybody listening to it, but that is. I mean this that the 2023 class is about to just melt away. I mean, and and collapse. you know what? I think there's going to be a lot of people that obviously get angry at the kids. I completely get it. You have to understand that, right? This is what no. This is all on Lincoln Riley for for leaving. And no, on, anybody on mad at Brandon Ennis, you're happen. out of your mind. Yeah, he doesn't know. He, he's. I mean, guys, he was gonna. I mean, any of these kids, you wouldn't blame them if they look around, took some visits, did some things. You won't have. You're not going to fault them now. You won't have to worry about being mad at recruits because players are going to jump ship too. Because this is just what how it is now. Like you're going to get a look at. Like I was on with Ashback today, and he was like, "Yo, it's a, it's unwritten. It's a it's a it's a it's a rule. It's a it's a, it's a, a understanding. Uh, you don't recruit your former players." And I was like, "Al." OU's basketball coach brought his two best players with him to Norman. Like, no one's following that rule anymore. Lincoln Riley will take everyone. Porter Moser. Well, the Groves brothers aren't from Loyola, from Eastern Washington. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. I was like, okay. I'm sorry, basketball guys. I'm sorry. I'm not the expert here like you two. Uh, That is weird. Did he have the big, tall, dumb guy? He's not dumb. You better watch it. <laughs> with the mustache? Cameron Crutwig. Oh, yeah, Crutwig. I we, love that guy. We, we wanted Cameron Crutwig to be uh, yeah, part of the uh, the Moser experience. Because he, he would have been like a six-year, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. He would have had to use a COVID year. Yeah. Is, did he stay in college? He stayed no, in? He, I think he went no, pro. He did he? Nah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's why I got confused. Anyway, no, Lincoln Riley's not going to... If he can get Caleb Williams, he's taking Caleb Williams. If he can get... Uh, God, I mean, if he could get 
Jaden Hayes would to go, he'd get Jaden. I mean, like he'll take whoever's going to go. He's not going to take any offensive linemen. But I have heard, and this is like this is like one of those questions that comes up here just in the matter of the next couple weeks. I think is I was told that he's told staff members that anybody that wants to come to LA is invited. What that means, I don't know. But like, my question I, to you is that faculty or is that I I think assistant it was coaches assistant coaches assistant coaches mm. and faculty. Speaking to a few people, I, I I've got a few reservations on that being factual. Okay, um, I'm not saying I, I I'm not saying, and I know I think um, that there will be guys from this staff that go with them. Yes, I do agree I think with Kane that. Kane will go. I, I think Kane will go. I think Viney goes. Simmons will go. I don't know. I mean, I think Viney will go in some kind of role. Well, he's a Cali guy. Yeah, I'd bet Manning goes. But would he go without Grinch? I mean, if Lincoln and Grinch. Are at odds. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I just kind of with him having some West Coast, you know, background and knowing the area a little bit. Um, but you're not wrong. It'd be interesting. Um, but it it's just kind of crazy because you know you've heard some talk of some of the guys on staff that are much more connected to OU than they are Riley, and you kind of wonder where guys come out on that. You know, guys like Odom, guys like Murray, that kind of stuff. And I don't want to like sit here and just scare people because it it still is Oklahoma. There's still going to be, you know, I would think people interested in the job. It just like it is a very um, cautious situation. Maybe I I don't know how to describe it. It's a situation that I think people right now just in the in the aftermath in the hours of learning of everything that has happened. It just seems like there are still a lot of people that are, you know, kind of left here sitting and saying, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that this all just happened. But there's also a part of you that, like, I think there's a lot of people that, you know, obviously watched the Bedlam game last night, watched throughout the season. Kind of makes a lot of sense on some of the stuff that happened throughout the year. And I not stuff, but it's just like, like the discipline within the program, the just inattention to detail on the field special teams special teams like that bullshit what's, that we saw last we haven't funny, even talked about the fucking game last night what's funny no, I don't think is we're ever going to we literally spent the morning from when i woke up because i went to bed really late just like you guys did uh we spent the morning talking about our basically you know our plan for our season you know our, mm -hmm. our season wrap-up like what we were gonna mm -hmm. do yeah what yeah you know, we were going over like the things that need to be addressed the most and it's like there's so many things like the offensive line like it's it's a huge pro and it, there's somebody needs to just admit we're going backwards on the offensive line and it has i it, and and like you said the discipline issues are out of control that was some fucking awful football to watch in the second half yesterday especially on offense and it was consistent with most of the year being under and maybe even going back into the last couple of years. And I think this is the part where and I, I don't want to sit here and celebrate not being able to, to, to run an offense against the zone. Like my God, how do you not, how do you not fix that Lincoln? And then to not see 
that OSU was going to switch from all their man coverage to zone and not even be Oklahoma State's defense. They were just being a copy of Iowa State's defense last night, and it was enough to shut down OU completely. Like, Lincoln, what the fuck are you doing? You're the offensive coordinator. How can you not fix that? See, I'm getting my anger out now about the game last <laughs> night, and it's even it's even more fierce because he fucked everybody. It just it it kind of adds up, though, doesn't it, guys? Like everything that that happened, everything that went down, it just it there is a lot that adds up, and you go. And I guess this is the part where you go, yeah. Tom Luganbill kind of knew what he was talking about there for a second, right? That there oh, was some shit don't going trigger, on. Josh. I'm oh, sorry, boy. but it is true. F you, Eddie. It is true, though. <laughs> There's shit going on. Behind I will say scenes. though, even his own broadcast partner called him out on that stuff, Dusty. No, I, and I, he obviously didn't end up at LSU, and he retracted, and he. I think a lot of that got taken out of context, even though I don't want to even get into it. But it's just, it does make sense that on the surface, they tried to keep everything, you know, looking like it was happy, when in reality, it was far from. And you just, you wonder kind of what if, what if everything could have been cured? Could this team have reached its potential? And obviously, we'll never know that because, you know, can't go back in time, but it just, I find it all very, it's fascinating to me. It's fascinating that, uh, you know, we're sitting here at a situation where, like I, I tweeted it earlier, like Oklahoma's in the head coaching department, uh, coaching search department. You don't say that. This is the first time it's ever happened in my, like truly my lifetime of, of covering and following it. Yeah, I think we just all got comfortable. I think, I think you, uh, my, thought process had always been when Lincoln Riley gets sick of recruiting, he'll leave Norman. I never, ever thought he would just leave when everything was still in place to go be as successful as you possibly could be. I just thought oh, he'll get older. His priorities will change. He won't want to do the day-to-day -day grind. And then he'll look for something else. I never, ever imagined it would be in the next, within the next five, ten years. I would love to know what the interim coach thinks right now just to how all this went down because uh, I think he has 100%. to I think he has to feel a little burned does he not Josh I mean this is kind of a fuck you to Bob Stoops I mean it's the guy he vouched for he put his faith in and now you've left Bob coming out of retirement that he's clearly enjoying to try and clean up the nuclear waste site you're potentially creating and I mean, how could he not be furious? How could he not feel betrayed? Because Bob put his, I mean, we, I think we all can accept Bob, whatever flaws, whatever you may disagree with, put his heart and soul into Oklahoma football for 20 years. Like, he cared. And to watch this kind of play out, I just, I, I don't know any way he wouldn't be furious. Guys, the thing I'll say with what we've seen of this year, I'd like to remind any potential, um, ambitious reporters and or writers out there we're a publishing company and i feel like this year's oklahoma story would sell thousands of books there there is a story here that is fucking incredible and i'd love to know like and as a guy that is around it i know parts i'd love to know like i mean like th there is so much that in 10 years from now we're going to be like holy cow can you believe that was happening like th this was going on and and we all thought everything was just normal. Yeah. 
I mean, it just... It, it, it truly, like, I, I wish you guys would have so been like there. Like all the people in the movie uh, 2012 that didn't know that the, the Earth was going to fall into a giant volcano. I mean, that's like, living their lives. I think that is that happening right now. And we just don't know it. Is this like the beginning of the movie? I, I wish you guys would have been. Like, I told just you. Some, I told you the, the my theory about being in hell. I think I might. You might back there I think again. You, yeah, we are there. We're all in like, hell. Seeing some of the uh, people within the uh, the football program leaving the facility today it was just like I think that like you can tell when somebody's like stunned and when they're like mm-hmm. kind of lying to you. Mm-hmm. They were truly stunned. There are people up there that. Had no clue, like legitimately no, like being called into the office today. They like and and it's even down to the point of we don't like. I guess Lincoln left like you know immediately after the two minute conversation with his players, right? And come back. They were just like, we don't even know. Like, are we supposed to be in the facility tomorrow? Are we? Do we have practice? And this is like even even more weird because for the last six years they've been practicing this week for the Big Twelve Championship. Yeah, like nobody well, knows got, what to do right now. It's like you you gotta tell me what's on at seven o'clock when Dean Dean Blevins is supposed to be talking to Lincoln Riley for the coach. Oh God, he oh, might be doing it live. I mean, I, that was one of the most amazing <laughs> things I've seen all day. Is Dean Blevins tweeted out if you haven't seen this uh, that. He showed up. The they they taped that show on Sunday mornings. So it's like I remember, you know, always hearing stories about Bob just dragging ass in there because you got to get in there so early. And it's just like I understand it because doing the Isaiah Thomas show, there's a ton of editing that has to go on, and you got to put the commercials in, and you got spots to stitch together, and all this stuff. So they do it as early as they can on Sunday, so they have all day to produce it, and then it goes live at seven on television. So there's a lot of work to do. So Dean shows up early. And they tell him Lincoln's running late uh, and that they have to wait to get started. He waits around for four hours. <laughs> and then Lincoln, it's announced that, you know, he's taking the USC job. And they're like, yeah, Lincoln's not coming. It's just kind of the last little <laughs> you to the media, isn't it? I know it's like, I know we like there to been a lot make of fun them. at Dean's expense a lot, but even he doesn't deserve some shit like that. That's just, that is truly not a way to operate. I was going to say this today and I just like, nobody cares. So I stopped, but like, really that's a big part of being in the media is that no one values your time. It's all, you'll get what we give you and you'll like it. So it's like, I'm always paying you guys to do nothing. It just wait. Like it's, it's ridiculous that part of your job is just to be present somewhere. And you're you're getting no work done. You're bored out of your minds, but that's part of the job. Is just, just waiting crazy. for someone to talk to you. It's crazy. It it really is crazy. And again, I think that there's a lot of people down there that just feel betrayed almost a little bit. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's all a betrayal. Yep. Every part of this is a betrayal. There's and I think that there is. It should be noted though that there is no good way to I think handle this. No, and it's like the two minute thing with the players. I'm like I saw somebody po- post. Like, I think uh, that the, I I do think that that's probably the way that I would handle it, just because I don't want to get into the right. emotional side. Right. Of it's it. ugly and it's messy and it, it sounds you know it, it looks bad, but you know what? You don't play with your food. You eat it. Yeah. Well, and if you're gonna make that decision, and you are making the type of money he, you deserve it to those guys, that a lot of them you know obviously aren't being paid to be there talking about the players yeah 
And I don't know what you really say. These are all his guys now, except for those 2016 kids. Well, that's the thing that's that's the thing about is like how much time he spent recruiting all those guys versus how much time he spent telling them he was leaving their lives forever. Exactly. Yeah. I just it. It went from like it, 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 it. It's like Friday. It's like Friday was laugh about it, joke about Riley to LSU, and then by like you know what was it, like 4.30 or something? I was like, holy shit, we probably need to take this seriously. And today it was like Pete Thamel puts that thing out or Feldman put that thing out early this morning that, you know, he could see it. And and then all of a sudden, you know, two hours later, you're sitting there and you go, what? He's taking it? You're just so used to dismissing any and all rumors like that that are out there. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've done it. I've done it for over 20 years and done it over and over. I mean... Oh, I just, I just, it's, it's unbelievable that it happened. How big Josh or Bob is the recruiting side of things? Like, I think that we already insinuated, you know, Brandon Dennis obviously is already out. It's more, I, I don't even, what's more than more likely that Malachi Nelson, uh, Makai Lemon, uh, DeAndre Moore, that group out of California is probably gone. I mean, I think you have to look at the 2022 class. Start in 22. Away from yeah. the signing period. Is what, there anybody there? to be worried about then in the 2022 well, class? Okay. No, are you worried about anyone? But are you, who the hell are you going to add? You know, all those guys we're talking about Marvin Jones, Campbell, Cam Dewberry. Like, how in the world do you think you're going to land that type of final piece in the condition your program is in at this moment? You'd have to make such a massive hire and do it so fast. I mean, you'd have to get, I mean, guys, we're talking Lane Kiffin, Brent Venable, somebody that has name credibility. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh Uh-huh. You know kids watch college football. Sure. Is there anyone out there that's a football coach currently? John Gruden. That kids recognize more. Not a racist. Than Bob Stoops. I mean, maybe they don't watch Fox Noon Big Noon Kickoff, but is he maybe famous to kids now? Like, no, no, because kids aren't getting, as much as I love Bob, kids aren't getting up and watching Big Noon Kickoff. He's not social media savvy either. And maybe he hasn't been doing it long enough, but like, I guess I'm I'm trying to put him like in a Kirk Herbstreet category. No. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I love Bob. But, you love Bob. Josh loves Bob. Bob What if you gave Kirk Herbstreet the job? Would would that be in tight? Would would that impress recruits? <laughs> I don't think. Short of a Lane Kiffin, who who by the way, I just then just I would love. Look, let's, let's. I would love. Beat, not going to happen. Josie's not going to do that. Let's do it. Let's beat Lincoln Riley at his own game, recruiting. Let's hire Kim Kardashian to be the next head coach, and then we'll fire her before the season, you know, before they have to practice in the spring. I don't know. That'd be a I'm conflict of interest. Recruiting. It'd be a conflict of interest knowing that OJ is her sister's father and is also a USC alum, so that it's kind of a full circle there, is it not? Well, I'm, that would probably hurt Lincoln to know that Kim Kardashian is the head coach I don't think that there is a... 
I mean, we always talk about this, like looking through it through a lens of like who the popular coach is out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there is that guy. Like, I think it's turning the other way uh, that you don't go higher. Like, there's nothing sexy about Dave Aranda, but Dave Aranda's football team is playing Saturday and they're pretty sexy when they're on the field, aren't they not? And I think what I think OSU's going to smoke them. Like, you need a couple. I think like, that's more because OSU's really good. Someone else has to come with him. Because there's isn't that one singular name that's going to move the needle. Yeah, like like I, I said, the only way offense. you do that is go you go uh, like a dream scenario, which would will never happen, but you somehow go Brent Venables head coach, <coughs> Joe Brady co head coach, yeah. OC, and like maybe bring Bob back as defensive coordinator. I'm just throwing bullshit out there. That would be sexy. But that's not like, I don't feel like, A, it's not realistic. Because you're going to have to open up the the uh, checkbook to get Brent Venables, as well as Joe Brady. I and So, Josh, what I, do you think these visits are going to be like? These in-home visits for the next uh, couple? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. and... They can't take no. them. Yeah, I, I don't know how you... I don't. Does I mean, like, do OU's more gonna damage, have to. Does it do more damage to have them to, than to not have them? Maybe. To because a point, you're not going to be able but, to tell them who their coach is going to be. You're not going to yeah. be able to tell them what kind of system they're going to run on offense or defense. You got nothing to tell these kids. The the one question everybody's going to have for you, you can't answer, and that's. Are I mean, even gonna, if well, even are you going to be here next year? Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. I mean, as now, of right now, there's a bunch of coaches in Norman that don't have jobs technically. Yeah. The the coaches have to do it because I mean they've got to keep their their resume strong and and who knows you know they might get hired whether it's the USC or somewhere else they get hired and say hey man I've I've maintained this relationship with so and so I I think we could get him here you know now now that I'm not at OU I could do that or or if a new coach comes in and you're trying to say hey I want to stay here I want to be here at Oklahoma and you can tell them hey this guy's on board. I need you to call him. He needs to be your first call. Those, those things are possible. I, I know, um, just as an example, I, I've talked to um, some people about uh, Gabe Dindy, who I, I've been told if the right people stay around, I mean, namely Calvin Thibodeau, they, there's interest there. That could still possibly happen. Same for Kobe McKenzie and Brian Odom. Like that's still very much a possibility. Here's a, but here's here's how can you tell these kids anything? Because you don't know. Let, let me throw this is a serious name out there. Tell me if this name could help right the ship quickly. Shane Beamer. I think he could. I think that's incredibly interesting. I think that yeah. I, and you talk about the one guy you could hire that might give you a shot to keep Caleb Williams. Right, that yeah. might be the guy. Now, now he'd have to be more of a a a, a, a general manager. No, head uh, yeah, coach. I'm trying to think of a, a stupid Clemson's head coach, Dabo. Dabo, Dabo Sweeney. He'd have to be more of a Dabo Sweeney type coach. No, I think he and, would. I I just don't like Virginia Tech was just open, and I'm not comparing OU and Virginia Tech, but his father's legacy and all that. But you look at that and you would go, oh, that's a job that he. you would imagine he would really, really want. Mm-hmm. He's very committed to South Carolina. Is it different for what Oklahoma offers, knowing that they're going into the SEC? Like, I, I think it's fascinating. I would love, if you could give me an option out of anybody, 
Would love to hear Shane Beamer. Would love it. I talk to him. Like, we we talk every once in a while. I would love it. It'd be fucking awesome. I just don't know if, 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 if he would do it. I really don't. Talk about a change of media policy. Oh, boy. He's somebody that truly gets it as far as the, the college football recruiting. Like, just look at the social media stuff that they put out after they uh, beat. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, who was it? Auburn? Florida. Or Florida, Florida. excuse Florida. me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, I would love to see it. I just don't know if, like, now is the time but I because do he's know, only been there for a year. But and I, let's keep in mind, he did just win six games at South Carolina. It's not like he's taken South Carolina. Like, I feel like I have to add that in there. But you're not talking about – you, you sure. can't think in terms of what's the long term. You have to think about, like, right, like we said, yeah. this program will be in a disastrous state heading into the SEC if you don't make the no, – the hire that you're making now is but, not – for the future of Oklahoma football. It's for the now of Oklahoma football. And if you have to go into debt to make that happen, whatever you have to pay Shane Beamer, I would be willing to pay. And the thing about Shane Beamer is, you know he's Joe Leon approved. Joe loves him. Yep. And, and, you and have he, to he would calm the waters. The one-time free transfer now is really just going to kill you because there's no reason for any of these guys kids to give a second thought as to why they should stay right when there's no penalty to them leaving i mean like we said if you don't make the right hire the guy that can calm this you don't even have a quarterback next year unless you get you're gonna have to get someone to transfer in and that's not gonna be you're not getting a baker or a kyler in that situation those kids have already decided where they're going they're not coming to a brand new coach that hasn't put anything on film like to me, you've got you've got to sell out to get the right guy, and I think Beamer is on that list. Is near the top. If we're just gonna name off people, is I? I'll ask the question. I'll and then I'll answer my own question of what I heard. <laughs> but is Josh Heupel a serious candidate? I've heard that the bridge. I think we all know that the bridge there has been burned. Mm-hmm. I think it would be able to be repaired if you're offering him the head coaching job. But again, I still don't like He's not a dynamic personality. I don't I nope. don't think he's going to I, I still he, don't buy it. He can't okay. recruit at the level that you need sure. at Oklahoma sure. as a head coach. And that's what I love about Beamer cuz I think that's the new model. The I'm a recruiter first as a head coach and I've got the energy and I'm going to do all that shit. And yeah, he'll go glad hand and do the stuff he's got to do. But he's not the guy trying to call offenses or call defense. He's going to go spend a ton of money on your coordinators yep, yep. and try mm-hmm. to make those very good hires and spend my money down and go that way at it instead of I need to make $10 million, I'm going to call the place. And that's not a shot at Lincoln. Like I, I, I think Lincoln's done it. I mean, there's just no question. Lincoln's done a great job. I don't think that's the future of the sport. I don't think you can be that involved in one side of the ball and do what you have to do because, guys – when I talk to recruits, it's what head coach do I talk to? I mean, and, and you talk about the guy, the schools they pick is almost invariably the best head coach relationship they have. Sure. Yeah, I'm or, I'm, or I'm, just go to Alabama. I'm I mean, one or the other. I'm completely with you now. I mean, I'm. I totally think that they have to get is a recruiter first, and then and then bring in your offensive and defensive coordinators. Yep. So, mm-hmm. just from Carrie, I mean. Brent, is that an option in a serious world? What if you brought in Beamer 
and got Brent to be your defensive coordinator, paying like three million a year. See, that's the thing, though. Like, it'd be incredible. It would, it would be amazing. Like, yes, sign me up on that right now. I just don't know how realistic Here's the problem. that is. Brent's kids are Agreed. are college age, and they're at Clemson. Shit, they're yeah. done with school. Just, is Jake done? Just transfer over. I think what? that I, I think that he only has one <laughs> the open over there works now. Both ways. It does. But would, and I'm not saying that either of those guys have huge egos. Would either of them and would they sign up for something like that? I know that we're just throwing like hypotheticals sure. out there. Like I, I almost feel like you know, isn't that kind of a demotion if you're Shane Beamer? You got a great, you got a good gig right now. I'm, and again, I'm not necessarily comparing Oklahoma and South Carolina. I think everybody knows what my answer would be of what the better job is, but I don't know. I mean, um, we all we all sat here and said. Yo, this is the part of country Lincoln is from, what he's most familiar with. Like he just went to LA. He fits here. Yeah, he just went to LA. Yeah, like we never saw that coming. No, you don't look at Lincoln and say, "Oh, he he's all LA." Like you look at Lane Kiffin and you say that. It's amazing. So I mean, like pinning people to their geography, sure. I don't think is a legitimate reason to say no. You you wouldn't do that. Sure. I mean, he's obviously comfortable in that recruiting area. Is there anybody currently on the staff? I don't. I mean, think I, you I can think make... there's going to be a, a groundswell of former players that would love to see Kale do it. I'm not saying that he couldn't. I just, I don't know about that. I think it's a hard sell to the fan base for an Alex Grinch right now, considering they wanted him fired as defense coordinator two and a half weeks ago. Well, Maybe even myself theory. twelve well, hours Grinch, ago. That's More the stuff of what's happened. That's the problem. Your offensive talent still collapses if you hire Grinch. Yeah. Uh, guys, I got to break in here. I oh, uh, just got a note from um, Adam Gorney, who spoke with Brandon Ennis following his decommitment. Uh-huh. Ennis was told by Dennis Simmons that he will be following Lincoln Riley to USC. Wow. Yeah. So just a heads up. I'm about to put that on the board. Get it up. Do it. Wow. Uh, guys, <laughs> I'll, I'll follow that up with I had heard that uh, – I, I'm laughing. I heard that Dennis I, Simmons was ready to go last year, and he stayed around for Lincoln. Is what I was told. Well, Texas made that that offer. They went after him big time. I'm trying to see if I can goad someone into joining the pod with us right now. With um, guys, you know, as we're throwing out names. Anybody that's coached at Baylor in the last five years could come coach at Norman. Well, that's another Except name. Jim Grobe. I, w- I would love. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's best Bob's best zinger in a long time. Josh, I would love to hear. Uh, I would love to go after Matt Rule. But do you really want to get in a bidding war with Dave Tepper? A multi-billionaire? I just don't think that's going to happen unless. Well, it'd, it'd have to be that I Matt mean, Rule shit, did Carolina get beat today? It'd be yeah, a, they got a real one ass kicked by Miami. Yeah, Maybe he does kicked. though. Maybe he does want to get out of the professional. I don't football. know. I, I think he's got a pretty good contract. He probably could get paid a bunch of money just to leave. Yeah, point. I mean, he's having to start Cam Newton right now. It's a bad situation out there. I, I truly don't know though. Again, Matt Rule though, I don't know if he saves anything for you. He's not a dynamic personality. I mean, he's he. I love his press conferences. He says very thoughtful. Uh, you know, really interesting things. 
But he's not a soundbite guy. He, he's not. And uh, that would be much more a, we're going to accept whatever's going to come, but in the next four or five years, we'll play good football again. Like, Matt Rule will get you where you want to go, but you're absolutely right. It's not going to stay. You're, you're not going 10-2 and two next year if you hire Matt Rule. Like, I think that's the easiest way to say that. He's going to have to rebuild it, but I have every faith he could do so. Mike Gundy? <laughs> People have brought up that name a lot. What? Seriously? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I am leery of burning a potential bridge, but the Cliff Kingsbury rumors? That seems agent-driven to me. That That's what that... I mean, it's got... No. Really? He's got a year left on his contract. He doesn't have a new one. Agent floats it to Shefty, and he throws it out there as a... That's... As a I, but didn't somebody else grab onto it? Um, oh, yeah. Somebody else did it. Oh, uh, well... Take your well, no, no, I didn't. I really was... I just realized that's who it was. I know somebody told me News 4 is reporting it or something like that. I think my dad messaged me that was... Obviously, I, I can't see that. I don't know. Um, USC just announced Lincoln. Wow. It's crazy to see it. Yeah, I have to see this with my own eyes. Just so I... Oh, my God. Wow, it's jarring. Yep. At first, I thought it was... They were doing a caricature with Lincoln Riley with a giant head for a minute. That's fucking crazy. I mean, guys, this is a day that we may never see again in our lives. A day like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's unprecedented. We've had two in the last five years. I thought after Bob, I'd never see anything that dramatic in the course of a couple of hours. This is worse. I mean, by, by miles. Yeah, but it, it, the Bob thing was weird because you guys were at camp. At, at, that was that was a hand, that was a handoff and, of it was it was like everything's going to be okay. All you're doing is changing the head right. coach, and it was I think for some people saying like this is awesome. This is a, this, this is you a great realize thing. that this is the the first coaching search in the history of SoonerScoop.com. Real coaching search. There was never a search with Lincoln Ryan. I mean, we started when Bob Stoop started at OU. That's when Rivals started. This is the legitimate first real football head coaching search that Soonerscoop.com has ever covered. It's amazing to think about. And while I feel sad for the OU fans, I, I'm, I've never done this. I'm interested. I'm really kind of excited to see where this goes. And, guys, what I can't believe is the OU fans – who for the last two weeks have been mocking LSU for thinking they could come and take Lincoln Riley because OU is a great job, which we all know it is. It's one of the best jobs. Forget college football. It's one of the best jobs in football. And people are acting like OU's just dead. And I'm like, guys, don't get me wrong. There could be some problems next year or two. But you make the right hire, OU's going to be just fine. And, like, we, and it, what's funny is Lincoln is leaving one of the best traditions, best fan bases in all of college football to go to a place that really doesn't give a shit and you know, would probably close down the stadium 
if a COVID variant, you know, was found to be two states away. We're gonna be we're gonna be big Omicron guys. <laughs> it, it does feel like it. And by the way, that stadium is a shithole. Doesn't it feel like it's it the at the end of the day, it's just kind of like a. Oh, you don't think I'm gonna do it? I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna basically burn everything down on the way out. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels, especially with the coaching stuff, especially with. The way that it's gone down. And just like just like you mentioned, you know, his answer yesterday, Bob, like I'm thinking back now to how disgusted Lincoln Riley was in press conferences when he would when he would bristle about, you know, his record not be their record not being good enough. Like now I think back to it and I just see a man who is like, Man, these people don't appreciate me what I do here. There's a lot of wondering about that, especially with the Saban rant from a couple days ago where he was kind of saying the same thing about, you know, winning ugly or whatever. Like it, it doesn't matter. I don't know how much that factored into it, but there's you, you wonder if that just day to day grind the wear and tear of just hearing that nonstop sounds soft, but I mean, if, if it, they could have played, I mean, he's soft. I mean, there's, I mean, we know by his actions. I mean, I thought when that whole thing came out, you know, about me calling him names, like, it could go really bad because of who Lincoln is. Like, he blocked Jason Kersey on Twitter. Like, he he blocks people all the time on Twitter. I think now he just can't even handle getting on Twitter. He's certainly not on it today, I guarantee you. I've seen I some... got rid of the tracking the eyes. Oh, <laughs> oh my I God, I even think about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need to nuke that. Yeah, we need to nuke that, yeah, for sure. Thank God we don't have to worry about eyeballs. Do something else. Um, Should I try and get blocked by Lincoln Riley on Twitter? <laughs> I'm going to see if I've been blocked because I haven't seen him tweet anything. I don't I think just checked. He I haven't tweeted. I don't he hasn't think. tweeted anything. Here's a, uh, while you're looking that up, Kerry, here's the uh, comment from USC AD Mike Bone. Quote, Lincoln is universally considered one of the brightest and most talented football coaches in the nation. And the fact that he chose USC is a testament to the strength of our brand, the power of the Trojan family and the leadership of our university, end quote. I mean, it's a very generic quote, yeah. but I think it's it's funny that, or not funny, I, the wording of uh, he chose USC, isn't that kind of a little bit of a, a jab at OU? I think it could certainly be well, I mean, taken he did. as one. He, he, he chose to leave OU and go no, somewhere I, else. Yeah. That's, okay, yeah, that's it's true. It's just amazing. It really is. It's really. It's, I know it's. He I, needs to scrub his Twitter account immediately because this stuff looks really like his heart to to Caleb Kelly's video. Like, uh. now we will uh, we will all officially insurrect the program if Dan Mullen is hired, right? <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about that happening. So I, it's look. amazing. It, it truly is amazing. I and I like. I think even after sleeping on it tonight, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and still be like, "What the f- is going on? Like, what has happened?" Yeah, I, I mean, it's surrender cobras for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it really is. We're literally <laughs> doing that right now. I don't know. It, it's going to be uh, kind of fascinating over the next you know couple weeks. Is going to be even more interesting going into signing day. 
Uh, and then, oh, by the way, somehow, some way, this team has to get it together and play in a, in a bowl game that nobody's going to want to be at. And I, I say that. Well, that's the thing. Like, I say that you, in the nicest way possible. And I put that on, you know, uh, kind of on the thing uh, when I quote tweeted Bruce Feldman's things, but people like, they were like upset because I said that. Uh, but I was like, it's a reality, man. Like, that's actually one of the first things I said to Isaiah when I told him. I was like, man, nobody's going to want to play in the bowl game, are they? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they'll be able to field enough of a team to even play. Will it tell you about the culture of the program if they're able to, within the players, rally each other? Yes, very much to so. To play in a bowl Absolutely. game? Very much If they so. come out and get killed, I think that says a lot about kind of where everything stands, does it not? God, I would love it if every single player was like, fuck it, I'm playing in this game, and fuck you, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Like DJ Graham's response? Yes. I want to see more of that. And it, again, it kind of goes back to this a, idea that I, there's a lot of people that feel very hurt and betrayed, I think, in that locker room. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, uh, we're going to have lots more on Sooner Scoop. Uh, I've even talked to some people about coming in and helping out and, and delivering more content. Because uh, I know, Bob, you got basketball. I haven't even told you this yet. But uh, uh, John Shin's going to come in and help us out with some stuff. Um, okay. And... Uh, you know, it's USC will uh, announce Lincoln Riley at a press conference Monday. Not enough time for me to get there. By the way, I never promised LA. I promised Baton Rouge. I never promised LA. I'm glad that you didn't use the uh, state. Uh, what's it called? Initials. Because if you would have just said, "Yeah, LA. I'll go to LA," yes. you'd been fucked. I, I strictly was clear. Baton Rouge was where I would travel to. Uh, statement. Oh, here, here's the uh, statement from Lincoln Riley. Oh, if that's no. any interest to you, it's bland. Is it? Okay, yeah, I'm not reading that. You know what? <laughs> this guy. Actually, when he talked about USC, it's some maybe a little. But when he talked about his years at OU, yeah, it's bland. Whatever. Yeah, and he's he, gonna he talked about having the administration in place or something. There was some kind ooh, of reference to that. Ooh. ooh. He will say, we will work hard to develop a physical football team that is dominant on both lines yeah, of scrimmage. Good luck with that. Guys, that, okay, May, maybe it's me being a bitter bitch. We'll, we'll, you guys can weigh this out. <laughs> there is a part of me that thinks this could end up, in the long run, better for Oklahoma. You'd have to sell me on it. It's now, if you not, wanted to say you didn't think that OU was ever going to be good enough under Lincoln Riley to win a, a championship, I could buy that. that. That's where I'm at. And, and I'm not saying that, that they wouldn't have continued to win lots of Big 12 championships and go to playoffs and all that sort of thing. Guys, the last two years, I, I, guys, it felt like the, the, the team was going backward. Like they weren't developing in the ways they needed to develop. Riley had shown very little to say, oh, I'm going to make the tough call and make the tough decision to make some changes that probably need to be made or at least reevaluate the way we're doing things instead of just, hey, yeah, this is fine. We're doing this and kind of, you know, being standoffish with everybody that would, you know, that would question the situation. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it will go that way. I'm saying I could make an argument that if they can make the right hire, that guy might be more susceptible to finish the job. Well, it's like I said, uh, you know, about Joe, like, you know, if this program tanks after this, it's going to be on him. And it's going to end up costing his job. It could end up costing Lincoln his reputation if he goes out to USC and they don't perform at a high level. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. because he's just going to look like a guy. I mean, kind of like people said about his quarterbacks. Oh, you're only good at jobs that are given to you. you Harbaugh know. said about Ryan Day. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that this weekend. Which is a little rich on like both sides. That Harbaugh <laughs> runs his mouth like after Harbaugh, you've finally winning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it well, just it is what it is. I I thought it I I did think it was pretty funny. Oh, I loved it. I mean that that's what college football needs is stuff like that. Sure. But I mean like if Lincoln was gonna go, go to LSU so there could be that hate. Every time LSU showed up in Norman in the SEC for years. No, I mean, but I think one of the things that attracted Lincoln to USC is it's an easier job, easier place to win. Like it is what Oklahoma used to be. You're in a conference where you should have superior athletes to everyone else, and you should win every year. You have a path to the playoff every single year. Guys, USC's got a whole lot of Texas in it. It does because you look at it. They've had one coach that's won for any real degree in th- in like 35 years. Yep. And now he won like a monster, don't get me wrong, but he also got his team on probation and damn near got the death penalty. Well, that's, that's what OU needs. Something in between like those two <laughs> those two uh the death penalty. Like I don't know if they need but, to I mean, be put on the death penalty. Every fan but... out there would be happy to take a couple of championships and then Maybe get the death penalty for a year, and then build back up and win oh, another championship. There's not a single like. I mean, right now you can't tell me that, that OU fans would not trade the last twenty years for a championship and then all losing seasons in between. Everyone would trade that. They don't care about the six straight nat- the Big Twelve championships. <laughs> Take one national championship and no Big Twelve championships. Stunning, stunning day in Norman, stunning day in Oklahoma, stunning day just about everywhere else. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. I've got so much on my phone. Um, we got to do tape the Isaiah Thomas show here just a little bit. Uh, I, I need some time to get this up as well because uh, we cursed our heads off. Um, I'll just put it up. I should just, just put give it up. give people what they want. Well, don't put up the one part you're a little concerned about. There. <laughs> yeah, do it's that. Get me fired. Yeah. Um, well. I would like to try. I'd like to see them try to fire me for calling Lincoln Riley a name twice. I, I think they might give you a raise at this point. Oh, not at a radio station. <laughs> Eddie knows what I'm talking about. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. So go check out the website. We got a special going on right now. If you've never subscribed to Sooner Scoop, it's a great time. We got the. It's. It's. I think this is ending tomorrow, right, Josh? Uh, I believe that's right. I'm going to have to check with you Give on that Give them the one. promo code. Uh, it is Rivals 2021. For those that don't know, you can sign up for Rivals right now uh, for a full year of Soonerscoop.com for $20.21. So, you know, just a little fun with the numbers there. But, uh, yes, this promo, let me see. Yeah, we're getting nuts. <laughs> um, it, it valid offer. It's it's valid for about uh, until Wednesday. So you okay. got a little time if you're listening to this a little later on. Didn't didn't get in Sunday night, which I I think is probably going to be about four people that consistently listen to this. But um, yeah, there there's time to do it, and it, it is guys. We've got uh, you know obviously we already talked about the Dennis Simmons news. We've got recruit reactions. I've talked to several of the. The five-star guys that Oklahoma's recruiting or those close to them. 
we've we've got a ton of stuff up. It, it is it's now. If you wanted, if you ever wanted to try, try now. And then when the new coach comes in and he starts recruiting, we'll get you all that response as well. So find out exactly how the new we, coach is recruiting. Quick, this is gonna are we just reporting Shane Beamer first? Or are we just going to get ahead of that? These are like all the I will literally, I will literally start. A, I will have a parade in Norman change, if it's Shane man. Beamer. That would be amazing. I think it's pretty obvious that's By my the number way, one pick. My parents came up on Friday to kind of have Sam our, wants to coach. our Thanksgiving, and I took them on a tour on down Asp on Campus Corner. Mm-hmm. They finally understood your vision for the Sky Bridge after. I oh, beautiful! Did they like it? Are they on it? They, Do they want to make a donate. They could be the first people well, to ever donate to the Sky Bridge Foundation. Not unless Sugars reopens. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. the way things going, I might have to start dancing over it. That place just to hire, help hire a new coach down here. <laughs> With the way that they spend money around here. I mean, my God. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I just thought I'd bring that up. That's beautiful. I, I appreciate it. It was that. actually the first time I, I sat there and looked like and imagined a sky bridge in my head. It's a perfect spot. I think the Yo Pablo people are down to party. They'd probably be into that. I'd, I would love to be able to talk to him. Maybe we'll have the new coach come by the. Uh, the studios. So weird to say all that. Like a, the, a new coach at Oklahoma. No longer going to be Lincoln Riley. Shane Beamer would do a weekly show from that office. I'm confident. Be awesome. Fingers crossed. All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Emergency pod over with. Uh, salesmanship over with. Soonerscoop.com. Come check us out. Get a great deal for a year. You don't want to miss out on all the info that's getting ready to come out. Uh, and all the details and all the, the little things. Uh, juicy stuff that we're going to have for you coming up. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Josh, Eddie, Bob for this late-night, semi-late-night emergency podcast. And we'll be back uh, soon. I don't want to – it might be a weird schedule this week. No Big 12 championship. We'll see how things shake out. We might be doing emergency pods on and off for certain things. So we'll just see how it goes. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time right back here on the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.